Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, John June. And of course, I've got my guy, my co-host with me, Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good, man? What is good? Oh, man, week five is here. Uh, it was, you know, a very interesting game last night uh, <laughs> um, with that last couple plays. But, uh, yeah, we're on to the next one. We're on to this week. Uh, a lot of very interesting matchups. And, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah, man, week five already, you know, already starting, you know, Thursday night football already in the books. If you haven't listened to the recap, you want to go back, uh, listen to that. We also did part one yesterday, but... Uh, today we've got part two. We've got the Thursday night football recap. We've also got starts of the week, money time, uh, and we also play some get money. Yes, sir, the 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 fan duel head to head between Greg and myself. Uh, but Thursday night football, uh, very very uh, you know interesting game. It was a twenty to nineteen victory for the Chicago Bears, who did come in uh, as four and a half point underdogs in this one. Um, you know the top performers from this game, from you know, from a fantasy perspective, uh, Ronald Jones uh, had the good, mm-hmm. had a good real life game in this one, uh, but also you know a, a great fantasy outing in this one as well. Uh, David Montgomery, who had the you know the probably the less uh, you know the the worst football day, but you know still had a good fantasy day, uh, coming through with a touchdown. Um, and then <laughs> Allen Robinson, man, just a, a target, a target Ooh. vacuum here in this one. Uh, yes, sir. 16. 16 targets, 10 catches, 90 yards. Um, the quarterbacks were, were pedestrian in this one. But, Greg, what were your main takeaways here uh, in this game for, for the for the Bucks? Or, I mean, between this game, for this game between the Bucks and the Chicago Bears? Uh, pretty much, uh, very happy with, uh, Rojo. Um, man, he ran very powerful again. Um, just, you know, very elusive too, sneaky elusive, uh, for, uh, running back of his size and, you know, able to get first downs and move the chains. He averaged 6.2 yards per carry. That's, that's really good. Uh, got a 37 long, uh, yard run. Um, so he has explosiveness. Um, that was good for him. Uh, even with Leonard Fournette back, I think he's earned more of that, um, you know, the first row as far as who starts and who gets majority of touches. So that's that's good. Uh, Mike Evans got the touchdown, so happy to see that. Um, Tom Brady, though, they didn't play particularly well, but the, the offensive line didn't help him out at all. It was just a lot of communication issues, penalties that killed them. Um, they need to get it together. You saw Brady yelling at some, uh, one of the offensive linemen on the sideline. Um, Kilo Mack was absolutely dominating uh, these uh, Bucks offensive linemen. Um, for, the, for the Bears side, uh, Allen Robinson, great to see that 16 target number. Um, do you absolutely love that confidence to him be being a wide receiver one? He's going to get the wide receiver one volume as far as that and opportunity. Uh, Dave Montgomery, I think we, we we knew he was going to struggle a bit. He's he's an RB two. He's a low end RB two. Um, but he got he's glad he got that touchdown. So that be that's good. Um, especially that he's getting red zone opportunities then. Um, and yeah, pretty much it. Both these quarterbacks are. Pretty much average, but Nick Foles, we expected this more. But Tom Brady, this is definitely this disappointing performance for him as far as the touchdown number. Yeah, I mean, um, I I wasn't obviously I wasn't able to to give my thoughts on this game, but me and you talked about it, you know, before the game. Uh, I wasn't really that high on Tom Brady coming into this matchup against Chicago. The Chicago defense is actually really good, and we know Brady was going to mm-hmm. be without some of his his main weapons, um, you know. But like you had said, you know, if this this Bucks team was going to win. It was going to be because Brady, you know, put them in, in favorable field position, you know, was able to put points up on the board some way, somehow, because, uh, you know, that's just the kind of player that he is. Uh, but, you know, as we saw, that didn't happen in this game. 
but again, this Chicago Bears defense, I mean, they, you know, this team is probably going to win real, nine or ten games this year, uh, and it's be going to be because of that defense, uh, without a, oh, without yeah, a doubt. Absolutely. So, um, you know, but Allen Robinson. Oh six, yeah, so sad about Scotty Miller too. Sorry oh yeah, that. Scotty oh, Miller, man. man. Sorry for putting the people. Yeah, man, putting putting Scotty Miller out there for the people and put up a hot zero. Yeah, I mean he, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't, I, I mean, I really don't know, I really don't know what to say about Scotty Miller and the zero. He was on the field. He was on the field. He was on, um, yeah. You know, he played in about forty-five snaps. Didn't see a target. Um, didn't see one target. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe the hip affected his ability to get open or something. I I don't really know, but um, yeah, that was definitely tough there. Um, but Cordero Patterson, man, he's he's interesting. He's he's interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he ran well. Uh, especially in dynasty leagues too, or like punt return, uh, return yardage leagues, he's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, three catches on three targets, thirty-eight yards. Uh, you know, he's he he's the next man up in this backfield behind David Montgomery. So, uh, you know, I, I think the 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 Bears see him as a running back. He's the only other running back on this on this roster. So, uh, I think that. He's he's definitely got some intrigue as as a as a as a insurance policy if if more than anything, but mm-hmm. um yeah any, anything else on this matchup, Greg? Uh, not pretty much. It was it was not exciting until like the last couple of minutes actually. Yeah, uh, agreed. Um, all right. Well, let's just cover some brief news. Um, so the. The a New York Jets player uh, presumably tested positive uh, for COVID nineteen. So uh, Arizona is still heading to New York, or they they pretty sure they landed uh, by this time uh, as we record this Friday evening. Um, but you know it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, you know for players from that Arizona and that New York Jets game. I mean particularly. Uh, you know, again, like we always say, this game is easy. Uh, Kenyon Drake, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, maybe Chase Edmonds, Jamison Crowder, yeah, and Le'Veon Bell. Just yep. keep an eye, <laughs> keep an eye on those players, and uh, you know, and you know, I've mon- lost track. <laughs> <laughs> monitor this situation, um, but. Heading up to part two, we will cover the remaining games, the remaining slated games, including uh, Denver and New England, which will be uh, on Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern time, and uh, Buffalo, Tennessee, which will be Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Is that that right? 7 p.m. Eastern, Greg? Uh, Yes. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Um, So... We'll cover those games as well, uh, but the first game that we'll cover today is the one and three Miami Dolphins traveling to San Francisco to take on the two and two San Francisco 49ers. This game is a forty nine and a half point over under. The San Francisco 49ers are eight and a half point favorites um, in terms of injuries. Uh, Starting quarterback for the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo, is expected to return on Sunday from his high high ankle sprain. Running back Raheem Mostert, who's uh, returned to practice on a limited basis from his MCL sprain, is expected to retur- expected to return on Sunday. Uh, the 49ers are still banged up uh, <clears throat> on defense uh, all the way uh, from their defensive line, their linebackers, to their secondary. And then in terms of the Dolphins, um, you know, no major injuries. Uh, left tackle Austin Jackson, uh, he didn't practice on Wednesday. I don't see a report here about him practicing on Thursday or Friday. Um, but just keep an eye on on that in terms of uh how that affects uh the offensive line for the Miami Dolphins. But Greg, how do you see this matchup breaking down? <clears throat> uh, so for this game, I have the uh, over in this game. I'm taking the Miami Dolphins to cover. 
Uh, I'm taking the San Fran uh, 49ers to win, though. Uh, Jimmy G and Moisture back is huge for this team uh, overall and just their confidence-wise, moving the ball down the field. Uh, so the, being them back at practice, I think you, you got to start these guys up, both for in favorable matchups. Uh, Moisture with uh, Jarek McKinnon as that one-two. Uh, that would be a, you know good to see both of them being used uh, in the rushing game and both in, in, the, in the target game. I think they're both... Uh, Solid RB2s in this matchup, um, especially against Miami. You know, bottom 10 uh, defense against running backs in fantasy. Uh, you got George Kittle. He's a tight end one for me. Uh, very, pretty much the question for me, uh, it'd be interesting to see uh, Debo Samuel versus Brendan Ayuk. Uh, Debo Samuel, did he practice today or is he is he going to go? Yeah, he's, he's. Uh, I think he, he did pop up with an illness, but I, I believe he's good to go. Word, word, yeah. Uh, pretty much, Sam, you know, he he should be emphasized more. He was pretty much eased in last week, only ran 15 routes. Oh, he did. You're uh, right. Sorry, he did, more he did not that. practice today. He was out with an illness. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, if he's going to play, it'll probably be a little more eased. So, I'm then I'm, I'm liking Brennan Ayuk for this game as a, as a, a nice flex. And on the Miami side, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, pretty much a QB two uh, has some upside as he usually does because he can always be Ryan Fist Magic. Miles um, Gaskin, I think he's a you know safe mid RB two as he's been all year. Uh, four you know four touches in the red zone last week. He's still getting red zone touches, so which is good. He's running more routes as well uh, at thirty uh, last week, which was a season high. Um, so he, he's giving he's good consistency at the position. He's still getting opportunities. Um, definitely giving like very consistent James White vibes. Uh, for me, like down the line, season long, you know, getting, you know, 12 to 14 fantasy points in half PPR a game. Um, Mike Gusecki and Devontae Parker are really the only two pass catchers uh, I can start. Um, I'm pretty much off the Preston Williams train. Uh, he's getting the, the lowest target percentage between him, Ford, and, and Parker um, at 7.7%. So that's really low. Uh, so, yeah, I'm pretty yeah, – Mike Gusecki and Devontae Parker, though, you can start those guys up. Yeah, so for me, I am going to take the under here. I'm actually going to take the Niners to cover the spread. I'm taking the Niners to win the game. Um, on the San Fran side, I think that you, uh, you you have to be playing McKinnon without question. He played 91% of the team snaps mm-hmm. last week. Uh, Miami's, you know, they've just been bad against running backs. Uh, but spe- specifically, they've been bad in the past game uh, against running backs where you know Kyle Shanahan likes to u- utilize his running backs. I think you can play Mostert. Uh, coming off the knee injury, uh, Miami's also bad against the wide receiver position, allowing the third most yards, the second most yards per reception. Uh, so we also know that Kyle Shanahan likes to use his wide receivers in the run game. So uh, I'm confident playing playing Ayuk, uh, even you know if Debo Samuel were to play or wasn't limited by the by the illness, I would still have hes- hesitancy to play him. Um, you know, it seems like the Niners are still were still easing him in anyway last week. I mean, while he did get that one yep. that one carry, uh, he didn't really play a ton of snaps. He didn't play much at all, uh, and didn't get utilized, you know, very much outside of that. <clears throat> uh, the only position Miami's actually good against on defense is the tight end. But you're starting George Kittle uh, for Miami. Yeah. I think the only must. Uh, you know, only must starts are Devontae Parker. Uh, Miles Gaskin is a uh, a flex with high end RB two upside, uh, especially in in PPR leagues. Uh, and then you know, I always always like my guy Mike Gusecki. Uh Sam Fran has been pretty good against the tight end, but I think that could be more attributed to the tight ends that they've played. Um, Gusecki has been the tight end twelve through four weeks, and he has a top he has top three upside on any given week. Uh, and then I don't know if I'd play Fitzy because, you know, there was already there were, there was a report that came out this week that uh, Fitzpatrick was gonna start. Which when I saw that report, I thought that was interesting because it was like, why would you need to announce that you're the guy that's been starting the last four games is gonna start the fifth game, uh, unless yeah, it's pretty risky. Yeah, so it, it is it is risky to start him. Um, you know, I I think I think we're almost at the two we're almost in the two age, so um, yeah, it would be risky to start him, but I would definitely pick up Tua in Superflex. Uh, true, <laughs> true. <laughs> um, <laughs> next up we've got the three and one 
Indianapolis Colts traveling to Cleveland to take on the 3 and 1 Cleveland Browns. This is a 46 and a half point over under. The Colts are 1 and a half point favorites according to FanDuel Sportsbook. In terms of injuries, uh, Kareem Hunt who had been a limited participant with the groin injury was removed from the injury report. Um Defensive tackle for Cleveland, Sheldon Richardson, has, was a DMP with a thigh injury. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., wide receiver, has been limited with a toe. Uh, and then for Indianapolis, uh, star linebacker Darius Leonard uh, was a DMP with a groin, and he's actually already been ruled out of this game. So for me, I'm taking the under. Uh, I am going to take Indy to cover. I am taking Indy to win. Uh, this one was tough, man. These are two of my uh, my favorite teams in the offseason in terms of, of what I, th- I thought that they could do coming into this season and potentially being playoff teams. Uh, and here we are, both teams 3-1. and one. Uh, Both these teams are evenly matched, in my opinion, as do the bookmakers with the line that they set here, 1.5. So um, Indianapolis is obviously uh, dominant on defense. Uh, Cleveland is trending in, in the way of, of being a better defense, specifically versus the pass. So I am expecting a, a close battle between these two teams. I want to play the main players in in, in these game in this game: Jonathan Taylor, Kareem Hunt, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, I like Mo Ali Cox. He's he's my stream of the week at the tight end position, uh, and he you know he gets to face Cleveland, who's fourth versus the position in a game that should be you know should be competitive in my opinion. So. Um, you know, but I think that's all I'm really interested in this game. I would bench Ty, and if he gets it done this week, I'm trading. Mm-hmm. I'm trading him for anything. Uh, and if he bombs, and I'm just gonna cut him right at, right after the game, if if the if the mm-hmm. platform permits it. Hey man, snip snip last week. You're. <laughs> <laughs> what where are you at with this game, guys? Uh, uh, for me, I have the under in this game. I have the Cleveland Browns covering, and I have the Cleveland Browns winning. Uh, I'm pretty much with you on the indie side. Uh, definitely the JT show. Still, I think he's a low on RB1 for me. Eighth in carries um, at 16.2 a game. He's sixth in red zone touches at 4.5 a game. Uh, I'm definitely benching T.Y. Hilton. I like this matchup a lot for Zach Pascal. Uh, I think he's a you know, strong wide receiver too, honestly. He has a good matchup um, against cornerback in the corner uh, in the slot position. You know, He's given up 16.6 fantasy points per game. Uh, so definitely starting Zach Pascal with confidence and definitely starting him over T.Y. Um, and Marley Coxie, I'm, I'm with you on him. has some tight end upside here. Uh, Cleveland, Cream Hunt should dominate here. Should be fully unleashed as far as the touches. And his performance, uh, Odell does have a tough matchup with Xavier Rhodes, but I think he's a safe, you know, wide receiver too. Um, Jarvis, come on, Greg, what's uh, that thing think, you always you know, say about f- Odell, man? Come on, I mean, he is the best player on the field at, at he's times. Better you know, he be, he he's better than the corner opposite him. <laughs> <laughs> he is, he is. I never forget though when uh, I expected Odell to do well against Minnesota, and Xavier Rhodes locked him up. Like it was like two or three years ago. I never forget that. So I'm gonna respect Xavier Rose, but he's still gonna get you know Odell's still gonna get his. He'll still he'll be strong wide receiver too. Uh, Jarvis uh, definitely for deeper leagues. I'm definitely not playing Austin Hooper and fading him. Colts are the best team against the tight end position. Uh, they haven't even allowed a touchdown up yet, so definitely not playing Hooper. Yeah, I mean definitely with you on the the Colts against the tight end, but Hooper is definitely. Uh, trending in the right direction his peripherals are better uh his his target mm-hmm. share has actually uh risen each of the last three weeks uh and i think he's in the 20 percent target share range if i'm not mistaken so uh he is trending in the right direction but it, not the game i want to play him in but definitely something to, to keep an eye on uh maybe right. maybe next week or something like that but um all right. Anywhere, anywhere, anything else in this game? This one was pretty. This was pretty. I think it's gonna be a great game, man. I really do. Yeah, it should be a good game. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. Stark Zach Pascal. This is the game, man. I'm telling you. I'm yeah, good. I mean, I've been hearing a lot of Zach Pascal. I've been seeing his name a lot around. So, uh, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't be the first person to bring that to my attention. But, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I just I just have. Was it Zach Pascal that screwed us last year? <laughs> 
Was it against the Dolphins? I've had him on a team where he's, uh, you know, like the game after Ty was hurt. The first that first came he came in and dogged, and then the next game he had the great matchup. And you yeah, it was it was, a, it was actually. the matchup against Miami. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This time no, this time it is better, yo. He's got a he's got a better matchup. Tavia Thomas, Cleveland, that slot, you know, you've seen Tyler Boy kill it. You've seen a lot of Nah, yeah, kill nah. It, so. I'm I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm, yeah. I'm just Yeah just uh, acknowledging <laughs> that I, I have I have uh biases No, nah, true, true. <laughs> yep. Nah, it, it, it happens, so you know. Uh next up we've got the Owen four New York Giants traveling to Dallas to take on the one in three Dallas Cowboys. This is a 54 point over under. Uh, the implied score here 32 to uh, Dallas, 22 to the Giants. Uh, terms of injuries left tackle for the Dallas Cowboys, Tyron Smith, who was dealt with a neck injury, has officially been placed on season ending injured reserve, and he will obviously Tough. miss the rest of the season. Uh, center Joe Looney is out with a sprained MCL. He suffered. He suffered on Sunday. Right tackle uh, Lyle Collins, who has been out uh, with a back injury, will obviously miss this game. So Dallas's offensive line—that's three of five starters uh, that will not play in this game. And we have breaking news: uh, the uh, positive test that was in that New York Jets game. Uh, 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 the positive test that came back for that New York Jets player was false. It was a false positive, uh, so that that game is no longer in danger. So that's mm-hmm. uh, awesome. Good news for uh, pretty much nobody. All those players you named in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Jets. It was good news because the Jets couldn't lose that game then if it wasn't played, you know, and it was going to be my first. But game. another opportunity for Adam Gates to get fired, though. So. There you go. It's not going to happen, unfortunately. But uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, in terms of the rest of the injuries for the New York Giants, Jabril Peppers is questionable. It seems like he's trending in the right direction. So that would be a, a huge uh, boost for the Do- or for the New York Giants if they could get him back. Uh, Greg, how do you see this game breaking down? I already feel like I know, but I want to hear you say it. Brother. Yep. Let's go. I'm, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Yes, sir. I'm <laughs> taking <laughs> Taking that over, taking the Giants to cover and taking the Giants to win. Let's go. Uh, you already know um, Giants, yeah, definitely in a bounce back spot, I think, this week for this entire offense. Uh, Danny Giants will have his best game thus far. Uh, he's my streamer of the week. Uh, Darius Slayton's definitely in a smash spot. Uh, has that wide receiver one upside as well as, uh, you know, as well as uh, Golden Tate. They're both wide receiver two, you know, strongs. Wide receiver two for uh, Golden Tate and Darius Slayton should kill in this matchup uh, against the very weak corners of Dallas. Evan Ingram is a must start for sure. Uh, I'm not really interested in this running game. It's going to be the air attack all game long. Uh, definitely for for the Giants to keep up in, in points against Dallas. But really, it comes down to like all those injuries you name. The 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 offensive line is going to struggle. We know Dak's stats does decline without Tyron Smith, especially. Uh, this Giants defense has is well improved for sure. Um, so on on the Dallas side, it's definitely still Dak and Zeke. You got to start these people up. Uh, but the the Giants defense definitely hold it down. Um, I think the wide receivers to target in this one is more uh, Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb game, uh, Mario Cooper, probably. Uh, bumped down just a little bit, just like a you know wide receiver too. What he's been probably the first couple three weeks matched up with Bradbury uh, and Dalton Schultz is a, definitely a tight end one. But the Giants are gonna get it done, man. Let's go. Hey man, I, I I like the optimism there, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take the over here. I'm gonna take the Giants to cover. I will take Dallas to win this game though. Uh, this Giants team is a bit better. <laughs> I mean, I feel like a broken record here, man. I feel like I say it every week. I'm not even the Giants yep. fan on this show, but the Giants are better <laughs> than people are giving them credit for. Uh, their defense has been more competitive than expected, uh, but their offense has struggled a bit. But, you know, when you consider the, the schedule that they've played, according to SharpFootballStats.com, they've played the second hardest schedule of defenses through the first four weeks of the year. Uh, and now mm-hmm. they have a top 14 matchup in terms of the easiest matchups uh, and have a great matchup here through the air with the ninth best uh, matchup here versus Dallas. So uh, the Gi- this is a Giants team 
that over the last three weeks, uh, from between weeks two and four, throws the ball 66% of the time in neutral game script. So I expect opportunities uh, for your stream of the week, Greg Daniel Jones, who has been who you know actually running more uh, over the last two weeks. And you know each of the last two games, he's had at least five rush attempts for at least 45 yards. Uh, so that's nice. an extra touch. That's an extra passing touchdown right there for you um, in games, and he hasn't even got you a passing touchdown yet. Uh, and you know, like you and I talked about, Greg, uh, in terms of his uh, passing, his passing yardage total, uh, uh, Daniel Jones actually leads the league in touchdowns, uh, in expected touchdowns. Uh, well, in touchdowns over uh, expected touchdowns over his actual touchdowns, meaning. Uh, he's uh, thrown for three less touchdowns than he should have actually thrown for based on his yardage total, similar to, to what I had talked about with Teddy Bridgewater. So the passing yardage is there. Uh, the passing touchdowns just not just have not followed. And now you add this rushing floor. Uh, I think this is a really, really nice spot here for Daniel Jones. I do like his weapons, specifically Darius Slayton uh, and Evan Ingram. Uh, and then I think you can flex Devontae Freeman here. Uh, you know, this game is going to have a lot of points. Uh, he did play uh, a majority of the snaps last week um, in his second game with the New York Giants. Uh, expect him to have uh, some targets as well uh, from from Daniel Jones in this one. You know, as they'll, you know, they'll be trailing nine and a half point favorite or nine and a half point underdogs. And then for Dallas, man, <laughs> start everybody. This is like... This was like the Chiefs game last year, right? Like we talked about the Chiefs. <laughs> like anybody that had a pulse on the Chiefs, like you started them. Like so on yep. Dallas, you start everybody. Uh, you know, everybody. the only person that you might even have a question about is a Michael Gallup. You know, you know, is because uh, obviously you're dealing with the consistency there. Uh, you know, he's the bottom on the totem pole in terms of team target share, but the upside is there. You know, I think he's like, you know, like a perfect, uh, you know, pivot play. If you need some upside, you know, maybe uh, you started Scotty Miller yesterday and you, you know, you're in a two flex two you know, three wide receiver league or two flex league and you started Scotty Miller. Well, yep. and he got you a zero. Well, I might need to go start Michael Gallup in that other flex spot so I can get some boom there. You know something, something like that. Um, but and besides that, everybody else in the, on the Dallas side, I'm starting without without question. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, man. Moving on to the next matchup. This is Sunday Night Football. Uh, the one and three Minnesota Vikings traveling to Seattle to take on the four and zero Seattle Seahawks. This is a fifty six and a half point over under uh, in terms of injuries. Uh, the uh, Adam Thielen wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. He was limited with a shoulder. Uh, linebacker Eric Kendricks was a DMP with a foot injury. And then for Seattle, Chris Carson, he has been limited with that knee injury that uh, he, uh, he suffered two games ago. And then uh, safety Jamal Adams is out with the groin injury that kept him out last week. And then uh, cornerback Shaq Griffin, he was limited with a, with a shoulder. And then, uh, other cornerback Quentin Dunbar, he was a DMP with a knee injury. Uh, I'm taking the under here. I'm taking Minnesota to cover. I'm taking Seattle to win. Uh, Seattle gets beat deep repeatedly, and Kirk Cousins is tied for second with deep ball pass attempts uh, or passes over 20 yards, according to PFF. And he's first in deep ball uh, deep ball percentage among starting quarterbacks. So I, I like him this week. I like his weapons and Cousins and are in uh, Thielen and Jefferson. Uh, and then Dalvin Cook is is a must play for me. Uh, obviously, I mean he, that there's that's no question there. And then for Seattle, they've got a big four over there. That's Russ. That's Chris Carson, DK Metcalf, and and Tyler Lockett. Greg, where are you at with this game? Uh, yeah, I have the. I'm gonna still take the over in this game. I'm gonna take the Vikings to cover and Seattle to win. Um, yeah, pretty much in Minnesota, Kirk Cousins definitely in a great spot here. Um, definitely in French QB one for me. Um, Dalvin Cook, agree with you there. Uh, agree with you on both of the receivers, especially Justin Jefferson. He should blow up in this matchup versus Trey Flowers. He's gonna eat. Um, and on Seattle side, Russell Wilson. 
DK Metcalf should eat as well. Tyler Lockett as well. All these guys. I'm I'm not afraid to start Greg Olson as a French tight end one. And uh, Chris Carson is going to dog, you know, low end running back one. Yeah, man, uh, I definitely like that. One thing I do want to note, I do want to note um, something I noticed, I took note of. I think this this Minnesota defense is potentially trending in the right direction now. Just want to throw that out there. Uh, they played a better last. I mean, granted, it could have been that they were facing Bill O'Brien, um, but they played better against <laughs> Houston last week. Um, and you know their metrics, you know their their rankings in terms of their success rates, according to SharpFootballStats.com, are starting to look better. So uh, they could be trying in the right direction. And obviously, you're not you're not benching any of your Seahawks. You're starting them. But uh, I want to. I'm 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 going to be curious to see how this game uh, plays out in terms of you know does Minnesota's defense continue to take steps in the right direction. Um. Yeah. Next up, we've got the. Well, we'll move to the to the game that was, uh, you know, the game that was moved due to COVID uh, because of scheduling. It is it is the earlier game of the two Monday night double headers. So we've got the first up. We've got the uh, one in three Denver Broncos traveling to New England to take on the. Two and two New England Patriots. This is a 48 and a half point over under. The uh, Patriots are eight point favorites in this game. In terms of injuries, uh, Noah Fant, star tight end for the uh, for the Denver Broncos, is doubtful in this game. Uh, most likely that he will not play. Uh, KJ Hamler. Uh, injured his hamstring against the New York Jets and will be out in this game. Uh, and then uh, quarterback Drew Locke has been practicing on a limited basis. Uh, I don't, he's questionable for this game. I don't particularly know if he'll play. Uh, Greg, do you believe he'll play in this game? Uh, I don't think so. If if he is, um, yeah, it wouldn't matter anyway. <laughs> I'm not interested in him. Yeah. I should him anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then on the New England side, Julian Edelman, he was uh, questionable with a knee, or he's questionable with a knee. He was limited at the practice estimation because the New England Patriots aren't practicing. So, if they were to practice, Julian Edelman would have been limited because he had a knee injury. Um, and, you know, that's really it in terms of injuries. Uh, Greg, how do you see this matchup breaking down? Uh, I have the under in this game. I'm taking the Denver Broncos to cover. But I'm taking the Patriots to win. Um, it really, my whole analysis of this game does change if Cam is able to play. But if he's not, I'm assuming he's not going to play. Uh, you know, Damian Harris is a, a risky flex. I think he showed out last week, though. He, he played very well. Um, I think if you're if you're desperate, you could probably play him in your flex position. Um, and the kill Harry and Edelman with Cam, I think they're low on wide receiver twos. Without, they're pretty much bumped down to more like wide receiver threes for me. Uh, on Denver side, I like Melvin Gordon uh, strong as a strong RB two, definitely getting the volume there. Um, and Jerry Judy, he has some uh, wide receiver two upside. I think going against you know Jonathan Jones uh, gives up some uh, some fantasy points. No Stephon Gilmore as well in this game. So Tim Patrick could be a deeper league flex. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it. But the way it goes is definitely if Cam plays, uh, you're, you're definitely starting him if Cam plays. But uh, it's, it's how it will go. We'll definitely tie on him. Yeah, I'm taking the under. I'm taking the Broncos to cover the spread. I'm taking New England to win the game. Uh, yeah, it's they said that it's. There is a possibility that Cam could play, but it's not likely that Cam would would be able to play in this game. Um, but you know, curious to see who does start: Jarrett Stidham or Brian Hoyer. I, I would think that maybe it's going to be Jarrett Stidham. Um, you know, because we did see him finish the Monday night game uh, against the Chiefs, so that would be my guess. But uh, not that it really matters. I mean, Edelman, you could play. Uh, you know, I I think that 
you know James White, you know what you're, you know, you know what the you know you're the, there's going to be a safe floor there. You know what you, what you're going to mm-hmm. get, but uh, there's not much upside in a play like that. Uh, Damian Harris, I think that he's probably your best shot at yeah, um, you know at a t- at any of the Patriots touchdowns. He, he he's probably your your best shot. Uh, you know, and, and and getting probably the most rushing and yards. and getting the most rushing yards as well because he should see the most volume. We did see him pretty much assume the Sony Michelle role and and play it better than I think we've seen Sony Michelle play it since he was probably a rookie. So, um, definitely gonna. I think you could flex him this week for sure. I don't think he's somebody that I have to. I'm not like, oh my god, I have to get Damian Harris in my lineup. It's more just like I could play him if he's yeah. if he's there, kind of thing. Right. Um, and then on the Denver side, I mean, yeah, I mean, again, Melvin Gordon's going to continue to be what he's been—a volume dependent uh, RB two uh, with RB one upside. Uh, but again, New England's going to take away what you do best. Um, I mean, without Gilmore, maybe it, maybe it's a little bit tough. Uh, t- mm-hmm. But you know, Jerry Judy, uh, Tim Patrick, those guys, I'll probably be able to make plays. But you know, this is Bill Belichick that Brett Rippin has to go out there and beat, not Greg Williams and the Jets. Sli- slight possibility of Julak. Slight possibility. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just. They're just doing that. They're just, you know, doing that to to give to give Bill one extra thing to have to like prepare for in practice. <laughs> um. All right. Next up, man. Anything else on this game? Any interest in Kill Harry? Nah. No. Uh. Yeah. Not. No. Nah. I mean, he could make a play. He if could. Cam is there. I'm with you. He could make a play though, like like he did. Um. So. They're more wide receiver three for me. Edelman's the guy. He did have a horrible game last week, though. I don't think he has two straight horrible games. Who, Edelman? Yeah, with the drops. Oh, yeah. I mean, Edelman's banged Edelman, up right Edelman now, man. Edelman drop the ball. He looks banged up. I mean, yeah, Edelman's always banged up, though. This I feel is like. true, but he's 34 now, or 35. 34? 34. True. Um, all right, man. Next up, man, let's move on to the, the second of the Monday night doubleheader. Uh, we've got the one in three Los Angeles Chargers tra- traveling to New Orleans to take on the two and two New Orleans Saints. This is a fifty point five over under. The Saints are eight and a half point favorites. Uh, in terms of injuries, Mike Williams is not practicing with a hamstring injury. Michael Thomas, uh, wide receiver, well, Mike Williams, wide receiver for the Chargers, not practicing with a hamstring injury. Um, wide receiver Michael Thomas for the Saints is questionable with a high ankle sprain. Um, this has not been reported, but I am assuming, I think, Greg, I think you're with me on this one, that he might not play in this game because the Saints are on bye next week, uh, week six. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they could essentially give Michael Thomas here two weeks off um, and, you know, have him come back healthy in week seven. Um, right. Jared Cook, he's also questionable with the groin. Could see a similar thing there. I mean, as a fantasy manager, I would almost prefer that because I'm going to get 10 weeks of healthy Michael Thomas. Yeah. No, I just traded for Michael Thomas in uh, my three-receiver league. Traded Josh Jacobs to buy Michael Thomas. I'm I'm all in. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that Uh one a lot. You know? Uh Okay. Um (laughs) And then in terms of the Saints, they're still banged up in the secondary a little bit. Marshawn Lattimore, uh, Janoris Jenkins, neither of whom played last week, uh, both are questionable for this game. Uh, I'm taking the under here. I'm taking the Chargers to cover, taking the Saints to win this game. Uh, as I mentioned, I don't think Michael Thomas is going to play uh, for the Saints. Uh, Kamara, 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 Alvin Kamara. Um and then, yes, but I think you, I think you can play Drew Brees this week. Uh, I think you can play. Therefore, you can play my, uh, Emmanuel Sanders. I think you can also play Traquan Smith, as, both as flex plays in this matchup. Uh, for the Chargers, I'm going with uh, Justin Herbert. 
I think you can totally play him. The Saints have been uh, beatable on the ground. And while the Chargers do, you know, they do come out with the intention of running the ball. That's what they want to do. Uh, running the ball 51% of the time in neutral game script over the last three weeks. Um, they, the, the Saints are a pretty good run defense. And so they'll probably have some trouble there. So they will have to go through the, uh, go through the air uh, where the Saints are actually uh, worse as a pass defense. So, um, you know, I, I do expect Herbert to have some success. Uh, Keenan Allen, uh, he's been absolutely killing ever since Herbert took over, Ooh. dominating the targets. Um, so I expect that to continue. I think Hunter Henry gets a nice bump here uh, with Eckler out. And then you also consider the matchup here, the Saints uh mm-hmm. you know this the the 30 31st against the tight end position uh, in terms of fantasy points given up to the position um and then in terms of the backfield for the chargers with eckler out uh i think joshua kelly i think you can still you know i think you can still lean on him you can still trust him as the flex play i think he'd be the guy i'd be going with um but i think you can play play justin jackson uh, in specifically in full point PPR leagues, I think you can play Jackson. Uh, but Greg, where are you at with this game? Uh, I have the over in this game. I'm taking the Chargers to cover, but I'm taking the Saints to win. Uh, I'm pretty much with you uh, on the New Orleans side. Definitely all the Kamara show, um, but I do like the wide receivers. Manuel Sanders has been pretty much safe, uh, low on wide receiver too. He's been pretty good for for you uh, in this stretch, uh, so that's good. Traquan Smith. Definitely without Michael Thomas is a boom flex. Uh, got the two touchdowns last week. So uh, definitely if you Michael Thomas is not going, you, you can play him for sure if you're chasing points. Um, on the Chargers side, Justin Herbert should thrive in this matchup. Um, he's been pretty, you know, since he you know got the start, he's been pretty much, you know, doing very well for himself. Uh, very safe quarterback uh, one. And I think season long down the line, he's, he's the quarterback one. Um, as for the running backs, Joshua Kelly and Justin Jackson are both, Low end flexes, RB3s. I think Joshua Kelly does have higher upside, though. Uh, can score a touchdown. Hunter Henry definitely should thrive in this matchup as well. Um, yeah, and Keenan Allen's an absolute monster. I just, there's, I didn't know he was, I knew he was going to thrive. I, I wanted Keenan Allen before Justin Herbert started, but this is ridiculous how much <laughs> attention he's getting. Yeah, man. Did you see that catch he made in Sunday's game on the sideline? Uh, Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, oh, yeah. They just man. showed his talent. His Jeez. talent is crazy. <laughs> and it just shows yeah. the trust that Herbert has in him to go get that ball too. You know, so yeah. it's that's great there. Um all right, man, moving on to the next matchup, the last matchup of the week, uh the Tuesday night game, seven ten PM. We've got the four and O Buffalo Bills traveling to Tennessee to take on the three and O Tennessee Titans. This is a 49-point over-under. The Bills are 8-point favorites in terms of injuries. Uh, Wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills, John Brown, is officially listed as questionable with a calf as he was limited participant at Thursday's practice. Uh, Zach Moss, he was limited with the toe injury. Um, And then Tredavious White has been unable to practice with a back injury. So that's definitely concerning star cornerback for mm-hmm. the Buffalo Bills. Um, and then Matt Milano, a linebacker for the Buffalo Bills, who's uh, instrumental in the coverage. Guy. Yeah, that's Greg's <laughs> IDP guy. Uh, but he's instrumental in what the Bills do in terms of of uh, the, having their two linebackers, uh, using their two linebackers, Matt Milano and uh, and and. Edmonds in coverage so that's definitely concerning there uh, had a pectoral injury left Sunday's game against the Raiders uh, didn't practice on Wednesday um, and then uh, right guard Brian Winters was forced from Sunday's game with a knee injury uh, so don't know his status heading into Sunday's game and then for Tennessee uh, I mean they've got a, a litany of issues going on uh, obviously, there is uh, there were a bunch of of uh, team personnel between players and office front office personnel that ended up on the COVID reserve list or ended up contracting COVID. Some players ended up on the COVID reserve list. Um, 
wide receiver, uh, well, wide receivers Corey Davis and Adam Humphreys both ended up on the uh, COVID reserve list. Uh, so they will obviously both be out of this game. Uh, A.J. Brown, um, wide receiver, is been dealing with a knee injury. Uh, the Titans did not practice. Uh, they have not practiced. But in their practice estimation, uh, A.J. Brown would have been limited uh, at Thursday's practice estimation. Uh, and then tight end Michael Pruitt was placed on the COVID reserve list. So, uh, Greg, where are you at with this game, man? I have the over in this game. I have the Tennessee Titans covering the spread. Um, but I have the Buffalo Bills winning this game. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of injuries for this game, possibilities. So, that, that can tie this analysis one way or another. Um, but on the Tennessee Tide, I'm definitely trusting Derrick Henry in any matchup. Uh, I think you can trust, you know, Ryan, Ryan Tannehill. He's been pretty much money this year as a fantasy quarterback. Um, I do like this spot for Adam Humphreys if he's able to go. Um, okay, he's not. Nope, he's not going. Uh, so, A.J. Brown, if he's able to go, he does have a tough matchup, but that's only if Trey White is playing. So, um, I think if you if A.J. Brown's playing, you're, you're, you're starting him. Uh and on the you know Buffalo Bills side, you're definitely you know playing Josh Allen. You're definitely playing Devin Singletary, who's been pretty much dominating uh, since Zach Moss has been absent. Um, I think Zach Moss. I, I don't know if they will give him a go, but even if he does, he'll probably be a little limited. So you could definitely keep starting Devin Singletary uh, with some RB one upside. Um, and for as far as the receiver, Stephon Diggs, uh, definitely start him up. Uh, John Brown is banged up uh he does also have a tough matchup with jonathan joseph so uh yeah it might be interesting i probably would fade him a little bit um but cole beasley is definitely in a good spot for sure yeah i'm going to take the under here i'm taking uh buffalo no i'm sorry i'm taking the over here i'm taking the over here I'm taking buffalo to cover the spread uh taking buffalo to win this game uh, I believe that the Titans are just everything going on. They haven't been able to practice, uh, even though they illegally practiced, but they haven't been able to get good practice in. Um, this <laughs> Buffalo team is uh, well coached, uh, well prepared. Uh, so you know they're not, they're the ones dealing with less distractions here uh, on their end. Tennessee's dealing with a ton of distractions, just from like even what the outside. Uh, you know, what outsiders are saying about their team and, you know, sanctions that should be uh, levied upon them. So um, I, you know, in terms of the Buffalo side, Josh Allen, uh, Devin Singletary, yeah, he's been he's been killing, man. He's And he's looked good doing it too. Uh, so mm -hmm. continue to start him up. Um, in terms of the wide receivers, uh, Stefan Diggs, he's been money, so continue to fire him up as well. Uh, continue to fire up. Uh, I mean, Cole Beasley's definitely playable. Um, yes. Uh, then John Brown. I mean, he's been banged up, so it's hard to trust him. I think I would go somewhere else if I could. Uh, and then mm -hmm. in terms of the Tennessee side, um, Ryan Tannehill, you know, I just continue to see him as a QB1 going forward. Um, and then Derrick Henry, obviously you're going to play him. Uh, especially against this Buffalo run defense, which can be beat on the ground. So, you know, would expect uh, Derrick Henry to, um, you know, to, to have a good game in this one. And then A.J. Brown, I don't I really don't know what to do with him, man. Um, I think in spots where uh, I think a lot of my teams, just the way my drafts ended up, uh, I'm really deep at receiver in a lot of my, uh, a lot of my teams where I have A.J. Brown. Because uh, if I have A.J. Brown, I also have like a Deontay Johnson or like a Terry McLaurin or uh, I was able to pick up like Justin Jefferson or something. Um, so the teams with A.J. Brown, if I can afford to sit him, I, I am sitting him. But if, you know, if, if, if I can't, you know, and I have to play him, then I will play him. But, um, you know, especially if, no, if Trey White's out, that's definitely something I want to get a piece of in this game where... Uh, Tennessee's low on pass catchers. Yeah. 
Um, that's all I have in this game, though. Uh, anything, anything else on this matchup, Greg? Um, not, nah, not pretty, pretty much. Just pretty much wrapped that up. Yeah. All right, man. Um, moving on to the to the next segment. It's that money time, man. Ooh. Starts to the cha-ching, week. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Let's get it. Uh, so, mm-hmm. Greg, your quarterback start of the week, bro. What do you got, man? Oh man, you know it's, uh, this list is very interesting this week, especially with all the the games and the movements going on. But I'm gonna go with my man Justin Herbert going against New Orleans. Uh, you know I don't want to pick Russell Wilson for you guys every week. Uh, he's throwing at least two two hundred ninety yards in all three of his starts. He's averaging two total touchdowns a game. This man has an eighty had an eighty uh, percent completion percentage last week, and that was with the season high, uh, getting eleven point six yards per attempt. He's getting down the field. He's accurate with it. Um, New Orleans can be attacked. This defense has given up three straight, three touch, uh, three passing touchdown performances to, to the QB position. Uh, Herbert, you know, has the rushing potential as well. Uh, this is a season-long QB one, like I said. He's proven Monday night, prime time. Let's go, Justin Herbert. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I really wanted to go with Kyler Murray for my start of the week. Um, but then the whole uh, COVID thing happened. And, you know, I got, I, I got scared off a little bit. But either way, you're going to start Kyler Murray, go there. That man's in a in a cake matchup. Start that guy up. So I ended up just going back to my. Uh, I ended up borrowing one of your methods, Greg. I'm going to use my stream of the week as my start of the week. Teddy Bridgewater. Okay. 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 He was I my like quarterback it. stream of the week. Uh, he's going to be my quarterback start of the week. Like I said, this guy's got this uh, cake cake matchup against Atlanta, which gives up the most fantasy points against the quarterback position. Uh, Greg, you ready for this? Uh, QB1, mm. the QB1, mm-hmm. the QB4, mm-hmm. the QB3. Mm-hmm. Those are the performances <laughs> that Atlanta has given up to quarterbacks. So Teddy Bridgewater, who, like I said, underperforming in the uh, touchdown department, expect him to bounce back in this one. Greg, your running back start of the week, man. What do you got? Oh, man. You know, Tony Romo and uh, Jim Nance trying to think of a nickname for Clyde the Glide. Uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire going against the Oakland Raiders. Uh, top, This man is top 10 amongst running backs and carries and targets. So getting he's getting that elite RB1 volume and also getting this juicy matchup versus the worst team defense in fantasy in stopping the run. 13.09 fantasy points higher than the the mean uh, as far as running backs giving up to the, uh, the fantasy position, um, you know, if, according to player profiler. Kansas City in a very favorable game script and a very favorable matchup. Um, this is, you know, why he bro hasn't broken out yet pretty much because he only has one touchdown, but he's eighth in red zone touches with four per game. Uh, the volume is there. The positive touchdown regression is coming. Uh, I can bake on him getting more than four red zone touches in this one. So lock it in. Clyde is going to dog. Oh, man, I love that one a lot. I uh, came in wanting to make Clyde my start of the week, but you, you, oh, yeah. you went there. I'm like, you know what, man? Greg, he's your breakout running back. You you take this moment right here. Enjoy it, man. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Appreciate a it. <laughs> no doubt. I'm gonna go with a guy that you actually you you were all in on uh, all off season, and that's Kareem Hunt. Uh, you know what I said to you? I'm, I'm kind of sad that I'm making Kareem Hunt the yes, start sir. of the week before I got to make Nick Chubb the start of the week. <laughs> but uh, I just you know this guy's been absolutely killing, uh, and mm-hmm. you know he. And that was as the number two guy in this offense. Now he gets to go up against Indianapolis, which, again, I get it. It's a tough matchup. Uh, and, you know, probably, you know, it's a tough it's a tough matchup on the ground. But in a game like this that's going to be so close, uh, there's no Nick Chubb. I'm expecting the Browns to lean on Kareem Hunt here, who already had an 11% target share coming into this game. Uh, so I expect some workhorse, uh, a workhorse-like performance here in a game that should have a lot of back and forth uh and kareem hunt gonna gonna eat around the goal line especially as well uh, especially with no nick chubb so uh kareem hunt start him up man yeah definitely like that greg wide receiver start of the week bro what do you got oh man it's gotta be dk metcalf versus minnesota this is a smash spot for him going against some of the weakest, youngest corners in the league. Uh, that number one corner position, giving up 18.8 fantasy points per game to the, that wide receiver one position. So this is a, definitely a great spot for DK. He should dominate. This game has the highest over-under. You want all the players and the points in this game. Uh, so D- 
DK is going to have a multi-touchdown game. Calling it. Let's go. Oh, man. Okay. Well, Ooh. I'm actually going to that same game for my wide receiver start of the week. But I'm not going with Adam Thielen. I'm going with the guy, my young guy, young boy, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, ever yeah, since whoa. moving to the outside, uh, Jefferson has been on a tear with back-to-back 100-yard games. And in those two games, he's averaging 25 yards a catch. And he gets to go up against mm. a Seattle team that's given up the six most yards per reception to wide receivers at 14.3 yards per reception. And Seattle is the worst team against the wide receiver position uh, in, in terms of fantasy points given up. So, yeah, start the young boy with some confidence this week. Yes, sir. Greg. Tight end start of the week, bro. What do you got, man? You know, I got to stack it up. I got Herbert as my quarterback start of the week. I'm going with Hunter Henry for my tight end start of the week. He's got a great matchup here going against New Orleans. Uh, you know, they're, you know, the Saints are just okay against the quarterback position, but they're definitely even worse uh, against the tight end position. Uh, this should be nice. He should get opportunities with Keenan Allen after after him getting, you know, 16 targets. Uh, Hunter Henry should get, you know, Close to that eight to nine number, so you definitely lock it in. Hunter Henry should dog. Oh man, I I like that one. Uh, I'm actually gonna go with one of your one of your boys, um, Evan Ingram here, man. Dallas gives up the seventh Sir. most fantasy points to the tight end position. Uh, this game has a high total. The Giants actually in this game have their highest implied team total of the year at 22 points. So. Uh, Ingram leads this team in team tar- uh, leads it in, t- in target share at twenty percent, twenty one percent of the team targets, uh, and I like him to come through this uh, in this matchup in a big big way. Yeah, man, gotta love that for the Giants. About to get that first win of the year. Let's go. Oh man, you know what? I would really <laughs> hope that happens because that means Evan Ingram, <laughs> Danny Dimes, uh, Darius Slayton, they all came through in a big way as well. So. Yes, uh, sir. Yo, let's let's play some get money, man. Get money, money, take money, money, yeah. I'll be counting five, ten, twenty, honey, yeah. Ooh, I love this part. This is the best part of the show, man. What's the record here now, Greg? Are you one and th- are you three and one against me? I I am three and one against you. Got that win last week. Actually, put up a lot of points last week. Got a one sixty one. So, uh, doing doing pretty well for myself. Oh man! All right. Well, it looks like I have to. Uh... Looks like I have to to try to find a way to make it happen this week. So, Greg, I believe I had the first pick last week. Uh, You will be getting the first pick this week. Yes, sir. I guess we already know who you're getting. Oh, yeah, the Clyde the Glide. You already know. Clyde Edwards-Alaire locking him in for 7,900 as my RB1. Okay. Um, Well, that's unfortunate because I was going to go with him. But I am going to go with... uh, (laughs) I'm going to go with James Robinson, 6,600 as my first running back. Nice, nice. I like that. I'm going to go with, in my flex, I'm going to go with Kareem Hunt oh, man. for uh, 7,000. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, That yeah. hurts. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That's, it's my pick. I'm I'm still here. Like, yes, it is. It I like, is. heard about it. All right. Uh, at wide receiver, <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, DeAndre Hopkins, 8,700. Okay, okay, I like that. Uh, for my other running back, I'm taking three running backs for my first three picks. I'm taking Zeke at 9,000. Slide him in as my RB1, RB2 in this case. You know, Clyde is going to kill. Okay, um, with my second running back, I'm going to go with, uh, man, I'm going to go Jarek McKinnon, 6,400. Okay, okay. I like that. Um, I'm going to go at wide receiver. My first wide receiver, I'm going to take Darius Slayton uh, for 5,800. Slide him in there. Very cheap. About to blow up. Okay. Um, at my second wide receiver... I'm going to take uh, Robbie Anderson, 6,200. That is absolutely perfect because I'm going to do that leverage play and go DJ Moore <laughs> for 6,600 and uh, play him as my second wide receiver. All righty then. Um, I'm going to go with my third wide receiver. Well, let me see. Actually, let me lock this down first. 
Uh. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. At uh, my flex, I'm gonna go Mike Davis, sixty-eight hundred. Ooh, that's nice. That's nice. It's a very good number right there. You're definitely gonna get already. You already know. Uh, I'm gonna go for my third receiver. Actually, no, I'm gonna switch to tight end. I'm gonna take George Kittle, seventy-one hundred. Slide him in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Hunter Henry's on Monday night, so I can't take him. <laughs> yeah, I. Trying to think about what I want to do now. I just I just want to give people the uh, an insight to what's going on in my head right now because I I had initially uh, Clyde here in my lineup. I had Kareem right. Hunt here in right, my right, lineup, right. but both of those right, guys right, 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 right. Were taken from me. <laughs> so I'm sitting here adjusting, and I've got extra money, and I'm trying to figure out where I should allocate it. Um. And you took George Kittle, so it took tight end off the board. And mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Evan Ingram, 5,500 as uh, my tight yeah, end. Yeah, get your tight end start of the week. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go at quarterback. I'm gonna take Danny Dimes, seven thousand. Lock it in. Get that stack with Darius Slayton. Let's go. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm. Going to at quarterback. Trying to see. Yeah, so okay. At quarterback, I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes, 9,000. Power move. I like it. I like it. Uh, and at my third receiver, uh, yeah, I'm going to go Sack Pascal. Going pretty cheap at receiver this week, 5,300 uh, as my third receiver. Hmm. Oh, and then for my defense. Oh, did I not take my third receiver yet? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I, think I, so. don't, I'm not I sure. haven't. I haven't. Okay. Uh, oh, I didn't even realize I could afford him. Uh, For my third receiver, I'm going CD Lamb, 5,900. Yeah, definitely a great spot for him. In that one weakness of the defense, <clears throat> that slot is uh, go- always going to eat. Cooper Cup did it last week, so CD Lamb should do it. Uh, and for my defense, I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs against the Oakland Raiders. I mean, the Las Vegas Raiders, excuse me. For my defense, I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Philadelphia Eagles, 4,400. Like that for sure. I was going to take Pittsburgh, but Danny Dimes is too much, so I couldn't have to slide down one spot down. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Greg. Why don't you uh, rattle off your team for, for the people real quick? I have uh, at quarterback at 7,000, Daniel Jones going against the Dallas Cowboys. Ezekiel Elliott at 9,000 uh, as my RB1. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at 7,900 as my RB2. DJ Moore at 6,600 going against uh, Atlanta. Darius Slayton as my wide receiver 2 at 5,800. Zach Pascal, 5,300 uh, as my wide receiver 3. I have George Kittle after that at 7,100. And then Kareem Hunt. With 7,000 in my flex going against Indy and the Kansas City Chiefs as my defense at 4,300. Uh, going against the Las Vegas Raiders, I have $0 left. I am out of money. Broke, broke. <laughs> I have uh, a quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, not going up against the Raiders, 9,000. Uh, running back, I have Jarek McKinnon going up against Miami, 6,400. And my second running back, I have James Robinson going up against Jacksonville, or going up against Houston, 6,600 uh, as my uh, as my wide res- my first wide receiver. I've got C.D. Lamb, 5,900 going up against the New York Giants. Then I've got Robbie Anderson, 6,200 going up against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, then I have DeAndre Hopkins, 8,700 going up against the uh, New York Jets. And then I've got uh, Evan Ingram, fifty five hundred, going up against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Mike Davis, sixty eight hundred, going up against the uh, Atlanta Falcons, and then the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, forty four hundred, going up against Philadelphia Eagles. Perfect. And I made sure to save it this time, so we're good to go. <laughs> there you go. 
Uh, there you go. I hope Patrick Mahomes goes off for four touchdowns in a quarter again against the Raiders. It'd be nice. Um, oh, yeah. That second quarter was amazing. <laughs> That's the moment Greg fell in love with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that's all we got, man. That's all, that's all we got. So, yeah. um, yes, everyone sir. come back uh, with us uh, tomorrow for the DFS rundown or a week, the week five edition. Um, but, again, part one, go back and listen to that. But if you heard everything, then hopefully we prepared you well enough for this weekend. And good luck this week. Uh, make sure you uh, throw you know those those players playing in those Monday night and those Tuesday night games. Put those players in your flex, uh, so you know you can you can have pivots if necessary. So uh, be mindful of that. Uh, and then you know everything else. Just have a good weekend. Be safe. Um, you know again as always. Please rate review the podcast helps helps us a long way. Um, be sure to follow us on. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at FF Diagnostics. Follow Greg on uh, Instagram at we underscore made it. And then follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JR Football Nerd. Uh, have a good one, everyone. And we are out. We are.